Welcome to the New York City Bar Association podcast. In this episode, the Task Force on Digital Technologies. Jerome Walker, Lorraine McGowan, and Edward So are co-chairs of a new City Bar Task Force on Digital Technologies. They introduced the task force, its objectives, its work so far, and its vision for the future. Opinions expressed are those of the speakers, and not necessarily of the City Bar. Here's Lorraine McGowan. Welcome to the New York City Bar Task Force on Digital Technologies podcast series. I am Lorraine McGowan, and I am one of the co-chairs of the task force, and I am also a member of the City Bar Commercial Law and Uniform State Laws Committee, and I'm a partner at Ord Carrington and Sutcliffe. Today, I am joined by my two task force co-chairs, Ed So and Jerome Walker. Ed is also the secretary of the City Bar Futures and Derivatives Regulation Committee, and he's also a partner at White and & Case. And Jerome is a co-chair of the Subcommittee on Technology, Cybersecurity, and Data Privacy of the City Bar Compliance Committee, and he's a partner at Jerome Walker PLLC. Today, the three of us will discuss some of the major issues involving digital technologies and how the task force plans to address this issue. The first question we need to address is, why did the City Bar establish the task force in the first place? So, Jerome, let's start with you. Why did the City Bar establish the City Bar Task Force on Digital Technologies? Thanks, Lorraine. And I'm sure a lot of people who've now heard about the task force and has seen the task force activities have have been asking that question. In October of 2021, the City Bar essentially established an informal working group on cryptocurrencies with the goal of reviewing, analyzing, and issuing a report that would focus on what was then a proposal by the Uniform Law Commission and American Law Institute. And that proposal was amendments to the UCC, including the introduction of a new Article 12. The importance of Article 12 is that it focused on controllable electronic records. Now, that was important because controllable electronic records were designed to provide some clarity in the law on certain emerging technologies that included a wide range of technologies, ranging from cryptocurrencies to non-fungible tokens to artificial intelligence, the Internet of Things, and other developing technologies. At the time, the leaders of the working group started to look at all of what the proposed 22 amendments would cover and noticed that there were some areas that the proposed 22 amendments didn't cover. Those things included things like data privacy and cybersecurity, policy guidance on responsible innovation, the digital divide, rules governing custody of what I suppose would be controllable electronic records, and governance for new entrants into some of the financial service areas by these digital technology companies. So the working group and the task force over the course of a 17-month period then released a report that has been widely circulated by the city barn. But one of the primary purposes of creating the task force itself 
was that the city bar wanted to create a center of excellence and thought leadership on digital technologies with the hopes that that center of excellence would serve the public generally and all of the various stakeholders who were interested in these new developments. The task force itself is a pretty large task force and it's designed to be large so that that it could be pretty representative of the city bar and all the various voices of the city bar. Thanks, Lorraine, for the question. Thank you, Jerome. So, Ed, Jerome has explained why the city bar established a task force. Can you tell us what the status of the task force is now? Sure. Thanks, Lorraine. Well, it's a very dynamic situation. Currently, the task force is composed of 104 representatives from 47 committees of the city bar and adjunct members, and include lawyers, of course, and academics, trade association representatives, consultants, technology experts, and others. I mean, with with such broad representation from the city bar's different practice area, I would say the task force really is a platform of excellence and thought leadership in the digital technologies. And by digital technologies, this include digital assets, technologies that create new and enhanced products and services, and digital technologies that help business to do business more efficiently and conveniently. So with, with the representatives from nearly one, one third of all of the city bar committees, the task force is inclusive and welcome all of the diverse voices on the on digital technologies issues within and, and outside of the city bar. The task force is led by the three co-chairs, us and, and then the subcommittee co-chairs from our 11 subcommittees. And each sub- subcommittee focuses on, on a discrete but often necessarily overlapping area of digital technologies. And then the task force co-chairs, we, we, we've been hosting monthly Zoom calls to make sure members stay abreast of the, of the current digital technologies issues and to share observations and implications of recent events relating to digital technologies. The task force co-chairs also host separate monthly calls with just the subcommittee co-chairs to share information and ideas to further the goals of the task force. For example, one of the ideas that came up recently from, from our subcommittee was the with the summer coming up and many of our members actually working in places that will have a healthy influx of summer associates and summer interns. The idea is for the task force to have a list of digital technologies related issues across the different subcommittees that the summers can take the lead on researching, collaborating, and perhaps even like hosting future podcasts. We, we think the task force is uniquely positioned to bring together this level of inclusive collaboration for a comprehensive product. And of course, and then with the subcommittee co-chairs, they, they also host periodic calls with their subcommittee members to funnel the information to the members and discuss more specific issues relating to the subcommittees. So today's podcast is the first of the task force 12-part introductory podcast series. And we, we focus on explaining in more detail the work of the task force, its subcommittees, and then each subsequent task force podcast will feature one of the 11 subcommittees, and they will explain their work and some of the issues that they're facing in each of their respective spaces. Thanks, Ed. Lorraine, Ed mentioned the subcommittees of the task force and the discrete and often overlapping areas of focus on digital technologies. What are the 11 subcommittees and What are their areas of focus? When we formed the task force, we thought about what were the critical issues that exist today involving digital technologies and recognize that there are 
overlapping issues involving 11 specific topics. And though, and so we created a subcommittee recognizing that some of the issues are overlapping on the following 11 topics, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, cybersecurity, privacy and data protection, the digital divide, distributed ledger technology and the blockchain, electronic mobility services, the metaverse, non-fungible tokens, payment services systems, and Web3. And we recognize that issues in involving digital technologies can involve all of these or many of these overlapping subcommittees, but we wanted the subcommittee co-chairs to work with us to conduct research on the specific digital technology issues involving that particular subcommittee to draft articles and blogs and reports and other writings that analyze the specific digital technology issues involving that particular subcommittee to review and analyze reports that are generated by others and to help us to be the thought leadership on each of these 11 topics. And these were the initial 11 topics within digital technologies that we identified. Of course, if there are others that arise, then we will create additional subcommittees as necessary. And after this podcast by us, each of the subcommittee co-chairs will record an introductory podcast to discuss the specific issues that each of the subcommittees intend to address, at least initially. And so please be on the lookout for the subcommittee co-chairs podcast. Thanks, Lorraine, for giving an overview of the subcommittees. Now, we should probably provide some examples of the work of the task force and its subcommittees. Do you want to talk about our task force report on the 2022 UCC amendments and the draft? bill that would amend the New York UCC? Yeah, so Jerome talked a little bit about some of the initial work that was done. So in February of this year, the task force released its report in support of the enactment of the New York version of the amendments to the official text of the Uniform Commercial Code, the 22 amendments, and that includes chapter 12. The report is the product of 17 months of hard work and the collaboration of more than 100 professionals. And we're very excited about this report and hope that you will read it. It's available on our dashboard. The amendments, as Jerome mentioned, are designed to modernize, rationalize, and clarify New York's UCC so that it effectively governs the important transactions involving digital assets while applying to certain digital assets the unique characteristics of New York law that will facilitate the the negotiability of written instruments and thereby enhance the transactional certainty. For example, as you may know, New York was one of the first states to create legislation dealing with the transfer of electronic documents called New York's Electronic Signature and Records Act, commonly referred to as ESRA, that's almost that's now almost a quarter century old. So these proposed amendments will make our commercial law more media neutral in order to facilitate electronic commerce. In other words, enable the use of technology to accomplish transactions that are traditionally based on the delivery of signed paper documents. As you will hear further, 
The amendments address the transfer of rights and intangible assets, what Jerome referred to earlier as a controllable electronic record, and the rights that a purchaser or a secured party would acquire in that controllable electronic record. The changes are meant to apply to intangible assets that are currently existing and those that may be developed in the future. And the amendments will address the perfection, priority, and choice of law rules relating to these controllable electronic records. Controllable electronic record is defined very broadly so that it is technology neutral and not limited to any particular existing technology that's used to establish control. The amendments also address the rights of purchasers and secured parties in digital assets that are uh, controllable accounts or controllable payment intangibles. These are accounts and payment intangibles, which by their terms, the obligor has agreed are payable only to the person in control of the specified controllable electronic record. Enactment of the New York amendments will eliminate existing impediments to the choice of New York law and jurisdiction to govern transactions in and to resolve disputes in re concerning digital assets. More than that, enactment of the amendments would make choice of New York law and jurisdiction affirmatively attractive to purchasers of digital assets. And this will further New York's longstanding and often repeated goals of encouraging New York law as the choice of law and jurisdiction to govern commercial contracts and of making the advantages of electronic commerce available to the greatest extent in New York. By updating New York's UCC to cover all digital assets that are controllable electronic records, the prompt enactment of the amendments would encourage parties to choose New York law and courts to govern commerce and digital assets, particularly those which function as electronic money or electronic notes or drafts or bills of exchange or electronic media. Thank you, Lorraine, for the very informative discussion on the UCT amendment and its impact on New York. Perhaps now let's talk about some of the work of the subcommittees and the task force members. Jerome, the, the first completed work of the task force subcommittee was a webcast by the subcommittee on cybersecurity, privacy, and data protection. You want to tell us more about it and why it was so important? Sure. So the, the, the subcommittee that, that Ed referred to, which is the subcommittee on cybersecurity, privacy, and data protection is a critically important subcommittee. And one of the reasons that it's critically important is New York itself had spent a lot of time trying to figure out what to do about lawyers who practice in New York and challenges that lawyers, law firms, and, and their clients face when it came to cybersecurity, privacy, and data protection issues. You've seen a, a lot of news reports and write-ins and seminars on hacking that goes on where there's unauthorized access to, to data. So New York was concerned, so concerned that New York now requires all of its lawyers to be trained in, in that particular area. And, and so while the, the law itself is effective at a later date, the law allows for CLE providers to start providing the training now. And New York wanted to make sure, that is to say that the city bar wanted to make sure that all of its lawyers had the, the proper training in this area. And so interestingly, the, the task force and the subcommittee 
decided that it wanted to make these courses available starting January of 2023, which is very, very fast when you consider when the law became effective. In other words, the the webinar was actually held before the law required you to have uh, the actual training. So New York lawyers are in a great, great position because the City Bar offered this course, which is one of the most popular courses that the City Bar has offered. And it was extraordinarily well attended. And, you know, the, the program was was first rate. The moderator of the program was Irene Bajowski. Irene is one of the co-chairs of the tech, of the subcommittee that we're talking about, which is to say the subcommittee on cybersecurity, privacy, and, and data protection. She's also the chair of the City Bar Science and Law Committee and a legislative council at the New York City Council. Two of the panelists were also from the same subcommittee, and those two panelists are also co-chairs, and those panelists are Brian Rohrer and Adam Scott Want. So Brian is a co-chair, as I said, of the Cybersecurity, Privacy, and Data Protection Subcommittee, but he's also a member of the City Bar Consumer Affairs Committee, and he's the general counsel and executive director at Better Business Bureau of Metropolitan New York and Mid-Hudson Better Business Bureau. And as a result of his consumer protection background, it was an excellent course in terms of focusing on on how to protect protect consumers as as well. The third person involved was Adam. And um, Adam is, in addition to being one of the co-chairs, Adam is also the co-chair of the City Bar Technology, Cyber, and Privacy Law Committee. And Adam is an assistant professor of public policy and vice chair for technology of the Department of Public Management at John Jay College of Criminal Justice. All of those panelists that, that I just mentioned are really quite focused in this area, and, and they, they did an excellent job. And just to show you as well how proactive this was, the, the fourth co-chair of this critically important committee is Alexander Southwell. Now, Alex is a, a partner at Gibson Dunn. And Alex actually released a very comprehensive analysis on cybersecurity data protection that covered all of the developments covering 2022. Remember, the the webinar itself was in January of 2023. One day before the webinar, Alex released his very, very comprehensive analysis on 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 the subject. And so this webinar was critically important because all of the lawyers in in New York benefit from the the webinar and the the focus was extraordinarily comprehensive and it covered all of the key areas of cybersecurity, privacy and data protection, not only those that the CLE program itself required, but it gave a lot of practical advice. And so we were very, very proud of of that program. And, you know, the 
subcommittee has already told us that they plan to do several more programs of that type. You know, Jerome, I'm really thankful that you highlighted the work that Adam and Alex did, particularly for that webinar. And you also talked about the depth and breadth of the subcommittee co-chairs that we have for the different subcommittees and how topical the work that we're trying to do so that, you know, if anybody has any question on what's happening across the 11 topics that we focused on, there is a central repository for information that at the city bar that our members of the city bar, legislatures, other constituents can go to for all of these rapidly changing, emerging issues. And the examples you gave with Adam and Alex are just one of the examples. You know, you and I have also engaged in a lot of dialogue about some of the issues that surfaced in connection with the failed banking crisis. And as you've noted, we've had at least 11 task force members draft articles involving the recent failures of SVB and Signature Bank and the liquidation of Silvergate and the failures that and the issues that arise under the bankruptcy code and the bank insolvency laws relating to that. You wrote an article and I wrote an article from different perspectives, you focusing on a lot of the regulatory issues involving failed banking institutions. And for me, focusing on the bank bankruptcy and insolvency issues involving banks that are governed by the Federal Deposit Insurance Act and the bank holding companies that are in a bankruptcy proceeding, the bankruptcy of which is governed by the bankruptcy code. The point of this is that we are, as a task force, and our members are addressing these critical issues in real time, and we are capturing the materials that are being written by our members and making them available by the dashboard. And I know that, Ed, you're going to talk about this a a little bit, but Jerome, could you talk first about the dashboard? Sure. The dashboard that we're referring to is the task force frames on the City Bar website. The, the dashboard is a place where either members of the city bar or stakeholders outside of the city bar, including policymakers, regulatory agencies, trade associations, and various companies that are involved in digital assets. It's a, it's a central location where they can go and they can find reports, either reports that have been drafted by the task force or reviewed by the task force. They can find articles. Many of those articles will have been written by members of the task force covering a wide range of digital technology issues. Some of those articles will be written by others that the task force has reviewed. There will be podcasts that would be available. So if you are interested in doing research because you're in an academic field, for example, or you're a policymaker where you're considering how to deal with certain digital technologies issues, the dashboard is a place for you to go because you will find a lot of resources there and you can find a link to the dashboard through the City Bar. So if you were to go on the City Bar's website, 
and you looked at the area that deals with committees and you clicked on the, the task force on digital technologies, you go right into the dashboard and it will have all of the information that you're, you're looking for. And if you are looking for information and you don't see it on the dashboard, all you'd have to do then is reach out to one of the task force co-chairs, the three of us, or any of the task force members. And the names of the task force members, many of them will be on the dashboard as well. So it's a, a really excellent place for you to go if you are concerned about digital technologies and you want to know what the, the, the latest thinking is or what the various issues are that have been analyzed. The dashboard is a perfect place for, for you to go. Thank you, Jerome. So, Ed, is the work of the task force limited to drafting reports and articles and blogs and hosting seminars and webcasts? Well, that, that is indeed a frequently asked question. And the and the, I can understand where it's coming from because the task force does place an emphasis on those extremely important tasks, but it also shows the tremendous interest and high hopes people have in our task force. So in addition to the drafting reports, articles and blogs and hosting seminars, webcasts and podcasts, I will also highlight that the task force works directly with the city bar's advocacy professionals. So a good example is the work that the task force did task force did on the, on the re report on the UCC amendment that, that we talked about earlier. The task force report includes a proposed bill that could be used to update the New York UCC. So there was heavy collaboration with the city bar's advocacy experts in terms of putting that in place and, and drafting and reviewing and coming up with the final product. Along the same line, the task force is also asked to review proposed New York legislation just to issue spot for the digital technologies issues. The task force leaders, in coordination with city bar efficacy experts, we periodically meet with policymakers and their staff to garner support and sponsorship for legislation that either needs to be introduced has already been introduced in New York. So in light of all the things that the task forces task force are doing, I would highly encourage again that all of our listeners to keep an eye out on our on our on our dashboard to to, to get an update as to what we're doing. And the, you as you've explained the task force has been very very busy and and that's quite impressive for all the work that the task force has done over the, over that period of time. Lorraine, what are some of the current and upcoming projects of the task force? You know, this is a very exciting time for us. Um, we've been very busy and we continue to be very busy. So the task force, in coordination with the City Bar Compliance Committee, is putting the finishing touches on a report covering artificial intelligence and machine learning in anti-money laundering and combating the financing of terrorism. We're also working with the Council on Judicial Administration to address certain important artificial intelligence issues that arise in the judiciary. And another project that I'm very excited about is that on June 6th, the task force jointly with the City Bar Commercial Law and Uniform State Laws Committee will host the City Bar's first CLE program on the 22 Amendment to the UCC. And that program will address not only the role of the Uniform Law Commission and the reasons for the amendment, but it's also going to address the impact of the amendment on electronic commercial transaction. It'll be an interactive discussion discussing the impact of amendments on financing transactions involving digital assets, the importance of the 22 Amendment for asset managers that invest in digital assets, the interface of Article 8, 
and intermediaries and the impact of UCC amendments on trade finance and the supply chain. And it's the panelists will include Tracy Chenoweth and Alan Collard, Gregory Rowland and Ed Smith, each of whom were very intimately involved in preparing the report, recommending the New York adoption of the 22 amendments. Tracy is a co-chair of the task force subcommittee on cryptocurrencies. She's also a member of the City Bar Commercial Law and Uniform State Laws Committee and is a partner of Skadden Arps. Alan Collard is a member of the task force and is a former chair of the City Bar Commercial Law and Uniform State Laws Committee. He is also a senior counsel at Moses and Singer. Greg Rowland is a co-chair of the task force subcommittee on cryptocurrency uh, and a member of the City Bar Private Investments Funds Committee, and he is a partner at Davis Polk. Ed Smith is co-chair of the Task Force Subcommittee on Articles and Blogs. He's a member of the City Bar Commercial Law and Uniform State Laws Committee. He is a Massachusetts Uniform Laws Commissioner and the chair of the Uniform Law Commission uh, ALI Drafting Committee for the 22 Amendments to the UCC and a member of the permanent editorial board for the UCC, and he's a partner at Morgan Lewis and Bacchius. So in other words, these are all leading experts who can talk to us about the importance for New York to adopt the UCC 22 amendments to the UCC. So thanks everyone. We hope you have enjoyed our introductory podcast for our task force on digital technologies. We hope you will join us for our upcoming podcast Please regularly check the task force dashboard to stay informed about our activities. And please reach out to any one of us if you're interested in joining our task force or any of our subcommittees. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the New York City Bar Association podcast. Opinions expressed are those of the speakers and not necessarily of the City Bar. Find more City Bar podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher or at our website at www.nycbar.org slash podcasts. This podcast was produced and edited by Eli Cohen.